Hello and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Amber and the website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I am a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner and my work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union work and I also focus on plant medicine aftercare and assisting any creatives, so artists out there, who are trying to find their place in the world and in the industry. The website, again, sacredspacehealing.org. So before I go into the body of this podcast, I just wanted to say a really big thank you to all of you out there who support these podcasts for all your lovely messages. I love reading them. I love hearing about what's going on in your life and how the words have affected you and helped you and healed you in some way. I started these podcasts, I think, somewhere around 2013, and my intention was to reach as many people as possible to reach those that maybe couldn't work with me for whatever reason or were unsure about working with me or, you know, just didn't want a healing. They just wanted to listen to a podcast while doing the cooking or driving or whatever. And um, I couldn't have foreseen really the impact it would have. I, I honestly didn't think anyone was listening. So every week when I get emails and messages, I'm always surprised and delighted that people are actually listening to me and that I'm making an impact. Um, It's wonderful. So thank you. Okay, today's podcast is focused on sacred union. Um, I will be doing a podcast defining that a little bit more, but I'm going to assume that you know what that is or you have an interest in it. It's sometimes called the twin flame journey. Um, And some of you might know it like you want to meet your soulmate, you want to meet your other half, you want to meet your beloved. It's it's around that ballpark, right? It's that area. I don't really like the term twin flame because it's been so abused in the last few years. I mean, it's become a money-making thing. And I, I do have podcasts out there on twin flame healers and what to look out for because it's just big money. And it's big money because people are seeking love and they're seeking union and they feel it's out of reach. And so they, they keep seeking and it will forever keep them out of reach really for the for the thing that they seek um but it yeah that's the area that I want to look at and I specifically want to focus on the masculine's journey to finding his beloved now I know that the masculine doesn't necessarily need to be a man as in in a male body it could be just the masculine energy so I suppose this really applies to anyone who feels that they identify with the masculine energy you know if you were to sit really quietly and say, well, do I identify with male energy more than female energy? Which should be your predominant? I mean, we are both um, and we're seeking to balance both, but we often have a predominant and that, that could be, the predominant one could be the body that we're in or it just could be how we feel in the world, you know? Do we feel very masculine in the world or feminine? And I'm going to leave that for your discernment because you know, basically. But this one is focused very much on the masculine and the masculine's desire to come into union with his beloved. And I'm just going to use he for this, for ease, um, because I'm I'm still getting used to being disciplined with pronouns. So please don't take offence, but I'm just going to use he um, f- for the purposes of this podcast. And just so that it becomes quite clear what I'm defining. So what I hear from a lot of male energy or men is... I really want to share my life with someone. I want to meet the love of my life. Um, I'm tired of being alone. I don't, you know, I don't want to do this journey on my own. 
I want to meet someone that can be my partner, but I'm not finding her. Why am I not finding her? Or I thought I found her and it didn't work out and now I'm heartbroken and was I wrong that she was the one? Um, or I've had my heart broken by a lot of women and I don't feel that I can trust women anymore, but I want to have a you know relationship with my beloved. And I just need to say something else here is that there might be some people that are listening to this podcast saying, well, I'm a man and I'm not seeking a woman. I'm seeking another man to be with. Um, I mean, there's so many variations on this. It could be, you know, I'm a, a male energy in a woman's body and I'm not seeking another woman. I'm seeking another man and so forth. But I, I want to say that this doesn't exclude any of you. It's inclusive to everyone. But for purposes of clarity, I'm just voicing it in this way. Ultimately, what the masculine energy is seeking is the feminine energy, yin and yang, to balance itself out. Um, but I'm just going to use the most easy forms of communication right now so this podcast isn't three hours long while I kind of readjust every definition. But please know this is inclusive to everyone because ultimately we're just talking about masculine energy and feminine energy. So... Um, that's what I often hear from men. Um, I do sometimes hear it from women and I think it will be from women who identify with the masculine energy as well, but predominantly it's a story that I hear, hear from the masculine, the, the feminine's energy and her story seems to be, I met someone, I thought he was the one, I thought he was my twin. I thought he was the love of my life and he cheated on me. He disappeared on me. He fell for someone else. He left me and now I'm heartbroken because I feel like all my intuition was wrong, and now what do I do? So that tends to be the feminine story. And then the masculine story is he's seeking and he's not finding her, and he doesn't understand why he's not finding her. So this podcast is inspired to give a message to the masculine, and the message is this. The message is, your seeking and your um, Achilles heel is your desire for a form, your desire for a certain way that the feminine needs to be. What trips men up, not, this is so controversial, but I'm putting it out there. What trips men up is the, is the physical, is the, what they see, is being um, stimulated by desire for what you see, rather than seeing beyond the shell. What women tend to do is they take in outside appearances, but they tend to fall for the potential of a man or the or what's within him. You know, they tend to fall for his personality or um, his vulnerability or something else. When you hear women talk about when they're really in love with someone, or they've really fallen for someone that they believe is their twin, they're falling for his potential. They're falling for what they see beneath the facade. And what men tend to fall for is the facade. And not always going straight to the core of who she is. And this is a mass generalization. Of course it is. I know lots of men who aren't like that. But I'm speaking to those that feel lost and confused to try and redirect. So if the masculine is just falling for the hottest woman, the, uh, the skinniest, the prettiest, the sexiest, uh, the one with the most, you know, Instagram followers, um, the thinnest, uh, the youngest, um, the whatever-est, he's never going to find her because what he's looking for is uh, not real, can be manipulated, and isn't the truth of 
the energy, which is a soul connection that he needs to be seeking. See, the masculine's journey is about not falling for the externals, but to go deeper than that into what it really feels like. So it means rewriting one's expectations and rule books around relationships and romance. And I think um, women are more flexible on this. Women will um, entertain the fact that a man could be shorter than them or earn less than them or be older or younger than them. You know, women are more flexible in, again, this is a generalization, but on the whole, this is what I've observed, is that women will kind of be flexible around that if it feels good. Men, on the other hand, it doesn't matter if it feels good. They still have a kind of script that they want to follow. I have friends that are on dating websites and the stuff that men put out there in terms of what their their checklist is, is ridiculous. You'll have You'll have sort of, you know, 48, 50-year-old men saying that they're looking for a woman between 21 and 31 because they have this idea that a woman is only attractive if she's in a certain age bracket or they'll have this thing that she has to be slim or she has to have blue eyes or she has to have blonde hair or whatever it is. And all of that is nonsense because your divine counterpart may come in the very form that is the very opposite of what you think you're attracted to or what you think you should be with. So what tends to happen is men have this idea and, and this is an invitation, if this is a masculine energy listening to this, is to really think about what are your ideas of what your ideal divine counterpart, counterpart needs to be like. So does she need to be, do they need to be um, shorter than you, uh, thinner uh, than you, or thin? Do they need to be curvy? Do they need to have big breasts? Do they need to have uh, big eyes? Do they need to have long hair? Do they need to be blonde? Do they need to be brunette? Do they need to have clear skin? Do they need to be um, uh, rich? Do they need to be well-educated? Do they need to speak in a certain way? Um, what is it? Because pretty much you can guarantee that your divine counterpart won't come in that form because your divine counterpart is here to see how far you are prepared to go for love, how far you are able to dive within yourself to discover what true unconditional love is. So your divine counterpart might be older than you. Um, they might have a disability they might um, come from a background that you don't resonate with. They might have a culture or a, or a faith that you don't resonate with. They might have political views that you don't resonate with. Um, they might challenge you on every level. They might be taller than you. They might, um, they might come from a class, like a, a kind of social class that feels uncomfortable for you. And you may dismiss the connection because of all the other things and my invitation is to not dismiss the connection if the connection feels valuable and strong and heart-based what tends to happen with the masculine is that he's ruled by sexual energy so if it feels hot and sexy and and he wants it he wants to consume it he feels that that's a connection that he needs to kind of explore because this could be the one and over time, and I've had many men say this to me, so I'm going to put this out there. I don't know if it resonates with men out there. But over time, I've been told that men are sort of creatures of habit and they'll fall into a pattern. So if they're dating someone for three months or six months and it's pretty easy going and they're not really challenged, that soon becomes into two years or three years and then they find themselves in a relationship. And that what tends to happen is this isn't the one that they believe is their beloved, but it's just easier to be with her than to be with someone who challenges them. But if you are seeking your beloved, your divine counterpart, your divine counterpart is going to challenge you. 
They're going to get you to look at all the places in yourself that aren't love, that need healing, that are out of alignment. They're not going to do that by hitting you in the face with them. They're just going to do that by being themselves. And it will be your journey to balance your desire for them, your deep feeling for them with the fact that you're feeling so triggered you just want to push them as far away as possible from you. So therefore the place to go to for the masculine is to that heart connection. If you feel love for this person but you don't understand why, if you feel drawn to them but you don't understand why, if you feel comfortable around them and you don't understand why, um, chances are this could be someone really important in your life. And my invitation is not to dismiss it because everything else is difficult or inconvenient. And these are some of the things that I've heard men say, not only about other women, um, but I've also, you know, I've experienced men say that about friends and, and I've been on the receiving end of that, you know, that, that there's this desire to not want to be challenged, to not want to have to go to the darker spaces and look within oneself. Um, she's too difficult. She makes me look at my stuff and I don't want to look at my stuff. Um, she challenges me. She makes me feel inadequate. Um, and obviously there's a line between this being a genuine divine counterpart relationship and just someone that's just not very good for you. But if ultimately the relationship is one of growth, where the more you are with this person, the more you learn, the more you grow, the more you evolve, then chances are this is your divine counterpart. If the relationship is one where you nicely bob along and you do nice things together and it's really sweet and comfortable, chances are this isn't your divine counterpart. This is a soulmate. This is someone that you're here to hang out with and have a nice time with, but there isn't really going to be that spiritual growth. So the twin flame, the divine counterpart, is about spiritual growth. It's not about being comfortable. That doesn't mean that it should be painful or abusive, but there needs to be an element of growth. And what tends to happen is that a lot of the masculine energy is happy to settle is happy to not grow and not be challenged. And what we're seeing at the moment in our world is that the masculine is being incredibly challenged. So the Me Too movement that has sprung up and has been going for decades, but that has suddenly sprung up, is challenging men in their perceptions about women. That a woman isn't your property. She isn't something that you can claim. She isn't something that you can dominate. She isn't there to please you sexually, just. She isn't there for your gratification, that she needs to be viewed in a different form. She's not just the mother or the whore. There is something else about her that it is time to discover and that she has an equality to you and a depth to you that needs to be respected. And many men are finding this deeply challenging because they're used to being very comfortable around a woman and saying, well, relationships are about the fact, you know, do I fancy her? Do I want to have sex with her all the time? And actually, your relationship with your divine counterpart is about more than that. It's about union. And union is not about sexual gratification. Union is about unity and oneness and wholeness. So we can see that the masculine is being challenged in our collective consciousness sexually. But also politically, what do you stand for? You know, maybe your viewpoints aren't viewpoints that serve humanity. Maybe your viewpoints need adjusting. Your divine counterpart will challenge your viewpoints, will challenge you to look at the world in a different way, and will challenge you to look at the choices that you've made in your life if they're not in alignment with your highest soul's calling. Because your divine counterpart is a complete match to you on a soul level. But on a physical level, they may not feel like a match. One of the most important things I think that we it's important for us to remember is that we are spirit having a physical experience. And though the vehicle is important and it's important that we look after our bodies, 
and we take good care of them. To get attached to them means that we're dis disconnected, that we're separated from the truth of who we are. If we're basing our relationships on how much we are physically attracted to someone without really feeling into what that heart connection is, we're forever going to be dissatisfied. I often find that in a lot of my work has been around sacred union for a very, very long time, knowingly and unknowingly. And I've often found in my interactions with men that, uh, that there's been a level of projection, as in they've sort of felt this heart connection with me, but then they felt conflicted because they have a wife or a girlfriend, or maybe they're not even physically attracted to me. Um, and it's been very conflicting for them. They haven't been able to understand what is this heart connection about. And I've come to realize over the years that really part of my journey as a healer is to awaken that heart connection in, in the disconnected masculine, for him to look beyond the physical and to actually see what he is yearning for. And what he is yearning for, and what I've noticed in a lot of these men that I've had interactions with, is that what they're yearning for is that heart connection, and they don't actually have it in their relationships. And so they keep seeking it. That's why we have infidelity. They keep seeking it in other connections with women, whether they're unfaithful mentally or physically, because they don't actually have it in their relationship, because they settled in their relationship. It was easy. She didn't challenge him. It all sort of fell into place. His mates really like her. Well, you know, on a deeper level, he knows she doesn't fulfill him on a soul level, but it's easy. Well, we're in a world now where easy is not an option. Nothing is easy anymore. And if we want to come out the other side of this, we have to start making some really difficult and uncomfortable choices and decisions in our lives of what we really want and what we really want to align to. Being easy has allowed us to live in a world where we destroy the planet, we allow fascism to just sit at the table with us, we allow poverty to sit at the table with us, and we do nothing about it. We don't look at ourselves and make those uncomfortable choices. We don't look at ourselves and look at with, uh, within in terms of what is out of alignment. But now we're being asked to do that. So there's a lot in this podcast, but what I want to kind of draw your attention to as the masculine energy is for you to start to hone into how a person makes you feel. How satisfied does your soul feel? Rather than, you know, how, how much you want to shag her, you know, rather than how drawn you are, how hot she is, how sexy she is, how much your mates like her. That's so irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. It really is. It's more important about how this person makes you feel. How does it make your soul feel? How does she make your, um, your heart feel? Is there growth in the relationship? Is there spiritual growth within you? Because these are relationships worth holding on to. I do focus a lot on sacred union work. It's a completely different way of working and a body of work that I offer on the website. And obviously, if you feel that I could assist you in any way, please drop me a line or check out the website, which is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I mean, it's a really uh, big topic and there's a lot to cover in it. But um, I just wanted to shine a bit of a spotlight on a particular area. Wherever you are in your journey, I wish you much joy, love, abundance, and truth. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.